Hello and happy 2022! Can you believe the first month is behind us already? I can't. Well, I hope you were able to have a productive and enjoyable January and hopefully you're looking forward to the rest of the year. Today, I want to get into something else that many people probably thought would be behind us in 2022. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm, COVID. But nope. The mask wearing, the hand washing, the new variants, sickness, and death. Yep, all still with us. And you know, because of that, a lot of anxiety is still with us too. For adults and young people. You know, maybe you're one of those people who's still feeling a bit anxious about COVID. Well, you know what? Let's learn from each other and see how young people are caring for their mental health, even as this pandemic rages on. Are you ready? All right, let's do it. This is Young and Empowered, the show that helps young people move forward in life through inspiration, self-help, and life coaching tips. I am DJ HG, Life Coach for Youth. In the previous episode, I was sharing about the topic of drama in school. You know, some of the potential causes, how we can take steps to improve uh, the ways in which we relate to others, you know, to reduce some of the drama in our life. Hopefully, you're one of the ones who wants to reduce drama in your life. Like I mentioned last time, you know, sometimes drama may seem exciting, you know, like you're a part of what's going on. But at the end of the day, drama equals stress, whether it's you getting into trouble, losing relationships or something else. The consequences are usually not positive. And, you know, that stress can lead to difficulty concentrating at school, not doing and feeling your best, whether in or out of school, and it really just limits who you are. So, you know, why don't you just make a promise to yourself to keep this year drama-free or (laughs) as close to drama-free as possible. So, as I stated in the intro, today I want to kind of revisit a topic that I touched on a couple episodes back. Uh, which was anxiety. And I wanted to talk about it again because I believe, you know, it's such an important issue that's impacting everyone, especially young people. You know, there are many things that are, you know, a cause for concern in our world today. A lot of things that can make one feel anxious, to tell you the truth. You know, the economy, you know, not having enough money, you know, to meet your needs or, you know, to do the things that you want to do. Racism, discrimination, you know, not having equal opportunities or resources, climate collapse, concern about how, you know, our actions, what we're doing now are negatively impacting the planet right in this time, but then also for future generations. And of course, we can't forget COVID, aka the pandemic, you know, and a lot of people have lost loved ones, um, you know, they've had to endure sickness, watch other people endure sickness, um, parents have lost jobs, and, you know, then we have questions, when is this all going to be over, how long do we have to wear these masks, what if I test positive, what if my parents get sick, I mean, it's really a lot, so I really wanted to focus on COVID-related anxiety and how it's affecting young people. Um, You know, I I know that there are a lot of reports that talk about how young people are having a hard time with the pandemic. 
you know, and like some of the things I mentioned, you know, having so many questions and frequent thoughts about the situation and, you know, how we find ourselves in this crisis. Well, today I wanted to look at, you know, this pandemic and, you know, how it has affected young people from maybe a different perspective. Uh, from the perspective of the young people themselves and how they are dealing with it. So I wanted to share some information that comes from UNICEF. Um, you know, UNICEF is a global organization that advocates for children's rights. You, you may have heard of them. My first experience actually with, with UNICEF was when I was in elementary school. Um, I don't know why I always remember this, but someone, they would, you know, come to my class and they would teach us about UNICEF and they would give us this little cardboard box. I remember it was like an orange box that we could use to collect um, donations for the organization. And I was always, you know, really interested in participating. I was really eager to participate. And I remember always going around my neighborhood, you know, knocking on doors and asking for money to support uh, the cause. So, all right, that's a little off topic, but... <laughs> memories. Um, anyway, you know, UNICEF has a, a social media platform that they use to um, connect with young people. And, you know, in order to learn more about how young people were feeling uh, during COVID, they asked some uh, youth from uh, Latin American countries and the Caribbean, they asked them some questions. And I wanted to kind of summarize their findings if you want to, you know, learn more about the survey, you can go to unicef.org um, to read the article. But some of the things that they found, you know, as a result of the pandemic, um, that 27% of young people said that they were experiencing anxiety. 15% said that they were experiencing depression. And the youth said that, you know, these feelings made them um, less motivated and more pessimistic. 73% recognized that, you know, due to how they were feeling, that they needed to ask for help. But, get this, only 40% did ask for help. So that means that there are likely a lot of people, a lot of young people out there, you know, dealing with these feelings all on their own. So this says to me that there's definitely a lot of work to do. You know, we have a lot. Uh, you know, a lot of work to do to address the issue of mental health, especially during this time of COVID. So what are some young people doing to take care of themselves? Well, from the report, I kind of like summarized the, um, their responses into eight like categories. So eight things that you said helped them, you know, to keep moving forward, you know, during these tough times. The first thing is distract. So sometimes distracting your mind from anxious thoughts can be helpful. Now, it's often, you know, when you distract your mind from something by doing something else, it's, you know, often only a temporary solution, but sometimes it can be enough to get you out of a slump or like a negative thought pattern. So doing things like helping others, um, you know, writing down your feelings, drawing, watching TV, or just keeping busy. Those are some things to try to distract yourself from, you know, maybe some of the negative or anxious thoughts that you might be having. Number two is cry. Yeah, 
That's right. That's what I said. Cry. <laughs> you know, when you feel sad or overwhelmed, crying is a natural response. You know, some people feel that crying just makes you feel worse. And I guess I agree that if you just cry all the time, you know, that's probably not healthy and neither is it going to be helpful. But crying can really be beneficial for not just your emotional health, but also your physical health. Or I should say not just your physical health, but your emotional health as well. You know, when you cry, there are chemicals that are released that help to ease stress. So if you feel the need to cry, go right on ahead. It's helping your emotional and your physical health. Uh, number three, ask for help. So I've talked about this often, you know, just as there's no shame in crying, you know, it, it, in other words, you know, it's not something that makes you weak or you need to, you know, have to hide that you cry because as a human, like I said, it's a natural reaction to, you know, a natural response to feeling sad or anger or different frustration, different emotions. Um, so, you know, there's no shame in asking for help either. And actually, asking for help is a sign of strength and it's an act of empowerment. So, you know, take a look around and see who in your life might be someone you trust that can help. Or if they can't help, you know, maybe they can lead you to someone who can help you, you know, with the feelings that you're having. Number four, exercise. You know, getting exercise is another one of those activities that when you do it, it releases, you know, these feel-good chemicals. So, you know, this means that exercise not only benefits your body, but also your mind and your emotions. Now, not everybody likes to exercise, though. So, um, if maybe you might be kind of one of those people, or even if you're not one of those kind of people, you know, finding something that you enjoy doing, you know, an exercise that you enjoy doing, you know, whether it's, you know, dancing, kickboxing, skateboarding, you know, is really key because as the saying goes you know the best exercise is the one that you will do you know if you pick something that <laughs> you're not likely to do obviously that's not going to help right okay number five positive attitude another topic you know i like to talk about on the podcast is attitude you know there are a lot of things in life that can get us down cause us to be negative Remember when I talked about the inner critic before? Well, you know, we have to learn to recognize that negative voice that's inside of us and then challenge those thoughts and replace them with positive ones. It's not always easy. That's another thing I say because <laughs> life is not always easy and things that, you know, uh, we confront in life are not always easy. But you know what the good news is? You have the power to do it. Mm-hmm. I believe you do. Number six, keep a normal routine. So this was another thing that you cited that was helpful for them um, in dealing with tough or stressful times. You know, sometimes where we experience difficult things, you know, we, especially like this, you know, the pandemic, like we don't know when the next variant might come along or if we and our loved ones will be safe. You know, it, it seems like we don't have control over our lives. So keeping as close to a normal routine, you know, something that you can control, you know, is your, is your routine. So try to keep 
as close to a normal routine, that could be something that's comforting in the midst of, you know, so much that seems like it's out of control. So if you have to switch from in-person to virtual learning, instead of staying in bed, you know, like later in the morning, you know, get up as if you were heading out to school, brush your teeth, take your shower, you know, do whatever you would do to prepare for school. Okay. Number seven, change habits. Uh, so do something different. Wait a minute. <laughs> All right. I know. I just said, you know, try to keep your normal routine. Yes, I did. I, I said that. But this doesn't contradict what I just said. So, for example, say if you have like a lot of free time and you're like just rehearsing over and over in your mind, negative thoughts and feelings, you might want to change this habit of how you, um, you know, use your free time. So maybe, you know, use the time to be productive, doing something you used to enjoy doing, but maybe you don't do it anymore or explore some new interests. Okay. And number eight, self-awareness. You know, I would say, you know, having self-awareness about what stresses you and how you deal with it, as well as like having a general self-awareness about, or a general awareness about COVID, like um, precautions you can take, um, precautions your school or community is taking, that will help you, you know, when you have that knowledge, that awareness, it will help to give you like a level of safety and competence. You know, often when we have like an understanding of the situation, then, you know, we're more clear and confident regarding the steps that we can personally take in, in terms of COVID, you know, then we can know, all right, what is it that I can do now that I'm aware of what the situation is? What can I personally do to protect myself? And when you've done all you can to protect yourself, um, then you know that there's, there's nothing more that you can do. Okay. All right. So you know, if you're feeling stressed out about COVID or anything really, and it seems like maybe it's getting the, in the way of, you know, you enjoying life, focusing in school, relating to your family and friends, please ask for help. Remember that one? Ask for help. That was what? Number three. Okay. I mean, but seriously, you know, reach out to your school counselor a teacher, your parent, pastor, doctor, you know, share what you're going through with a a trusted adult. You know, if you reach out to one person and they don't help you, then go to someone else. You know, don't give up until you get the help that you need. All right. And and try some of the ways that uh, other young people are using to manage their their mental health. Like one of the eight things that I just mentioned, Um, you know, everyone's different. So what might work for me might not work for you. And what works for you is, what did I say? Whatever you can stick with, all right? So if riding your bike at seven in the morning works for you and you can commit to it, go for it. But if you know you won't be able to get out of the bed, the bike is never going to see the light of day, you might want to pick something else, you know, something that you can do, that you will do. All right, your life challenge, your challenge for this week is just to think about one way you can care for your mental health. And I want you to write it down. So I want you to write down what it is that you will do and when you will do it. 
So, for example, um, I will ride my bike every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday for 30 minutes at 7 a.m. Okay? And then I want you to start to do whatever it is that you've committed to. Okay? So, say for my example, you know, you only ride your bike once a week. Or you only do 20 minutes, so you skip a week. What might happen? You might feel like, oh, this is not working. I'm just going to give up. No, don't feel like you failed. You know, you may just have to change what it is that you can commit to or change your environment. Like put your exercise clothes out at night or use a device that tracks your exercise. Remember, you know, (laughs) this is not something to add to your stress. This is supposed to decrease your stress. All right. Okay. (laughs) This has been a long episode by my standards. (laughs) So let's get right to it. It's time to speak your life. Say these words after me. I accept the challenge to care for my mental health. Yes. I'm so proud of you. And until next time. Keep moving forward. Thank you so much for listening and learning. Let's connect again next week. Please visit my website, djhglifecoachforyouth.com to learn more about how you can get help moving forward via life coaching.